Oh, listen, when when I listen to it on one after editing and 1.2x speed and all the pauses taken out, it sounds amazing. It's as good as smart list. <laughs> hey, oh, Tom, oh, there it is. Yeah, There's a vote. I should have saved that one for the did we, podcast. Did, did we got that? We got that on tape. Yeah, we're going to use that. <laughs> Welcome to Our Film Fathers Podcast, the definitive podcast about fatherhood, film, and fatherhood and film. This is Jelani, and with me as always are a hippopotamic landmass and a brownie, Martin and Brady. You fell victim to one of the classic blunders, the most famous of which is never get involved in a land war in Asia, but only slightly less well known as this, never go in against a Sicilian when death is on the line. Magic is the bloodstream of the universe. Forget all you know. Or think you know. All that you require is your intuition. This week, we have a special guest dad that wanted to share not one, but two movies you can't wait to show your kids. One for his son and one for his daughter. We welcome Erez Levin to the pod. Hello, gentlemen. Good to be here. Yeah, hey. Yeah, this is uh, long this time coming. A, a long time, long time coming. Yeah, Erez, we've been, uh, we've been talking about this. In, uh, in, in some of our dad groups. So for those that don't know, uh, Arez and I work together. Um, and, uh, and we have like a, a little dad group at, at work that we talk about a lot of things, a lot of various things. And some, some movies have, have come up a few times. And, and I'm like, Arez, we got to get you on. Got to get you on as a guest on the pod. And uh, um, yeah, so we're, we're happy to have you. Yeah, definitely long overdue. I've listened to many of your episodes. So uh, fun to sort of think about all these movies and very much in the context of, you know, kids and seeing them as kids and sort of uh, introducing them to my kids. Ares, did you rewatch the the movies that we're going to talk about here recently, like either last week or, or you know, or, or here the, over the last couple of weeks? Yes. Um, and Willow, I hadn't seen in a long time. And I was shocked. I remembered every single scene like I just rewatched <laughs> it. So did you rewatch them with any sort of, uh, like analytical viewpoint like I know I feel like I watch movies a lot more differently now when we are going to do them for the pod than I do if I want to just like shut my mind off and enjoy a movie um yeah and it's actually probably because of this pod because of the question that you've asked other dads um in terms of what they want to show their kids and I thought about it through that lens and like worried that they're going to hate it or it's not going to resonate and so i i looked at it as like why do i still love these are they actually still good were they ever that good and will my kids think they're even close to as good as i still do well i really want to dive into these uh movies right now then uh based coming off of uh off off that framing so uh what what, what was first for uh for you and I, I guess narrow that down which movie is for which uh child as well yeah, maybe a little bit stereotypical. Um, so Willow's probably the movie of like my childhood that I, excluding ones that are much more violent. Uh, so like I grew up as like <laughs> son of, uh, you know, my, my parents, we were immigrants to this country. We had a bunch of VHSs and they weren't like movies that anyone would say were appropriate for a four or five year old, which is like <laughs> the Conan, the Barbarian and Destroyer and Red Sonja and those kind of movies. But we also had Willow. Um, those are all, those are all fine. Yeah, I was I was watching Bloodsport. Yeah, um, so I would have picked those, but I think it's it's going to be a little while before I'm I'm ready before my kids are ready to see those movies. 
Um, so Willow is probably the top one, but I also realize my daughter's probably going to like something a little bit more, prin- not princessy, but like fairy tale story and Princess Bride, another sort of classic that I love and I've seen, you know, a hundred times. And so I thought of the Princess Bride for her and Willow, you know, stereotypical and whatever else, but I could see my son enjoying more for the, you know, the, the battles and such. So how old are your kids? Um, turning, my daughter's turning five and my son is turning three. Okay. All right. So you got the young ones here. Cause how old's Mila? Mila's not. Mila's four. So yeah, my daughter's four. four. My, okay. my son is seven. So yeah, I'm just a little bit ahead of you. Yeah. So we're like entering that territory because until actually like two weeks ago, I think they barely, maybe never seen a non-animated movie. And then we watched, yep. uh, Paddington two. Uh, that was sort of part of this. <laughs> Best whole, movie of all time. Yeah, exactly. So uh, we watched it and they actually, you know, stayed and watched the whole time and were like interested. Definitely less than a fully animated movie, but I think we're getting to a point where they could actually watch a fully non-animated movie. I just have to, uh, I don't want to, you know, I don't want to shoot too early with these ones. Uh, Too too risky if they don't like it, then we're not going to get to watch it again for years. That's, we've experienced that with some of the other dads that we've had on and uh, even you know rewatching some of the movies that we all loved and and grew up watching, it was like either the kids lost interest quickly, or they just had so many questions that it was like, guys, we're never gonna get through this movie. <laughs> like you gotta just suspend your disbelief for a minute and just just let it go. So the first one I, I guess we'll talk about is Princess Bride because that one came out first from 1987, and this was a fun rewatch for me. I forgot how fun this movie was. It's it's so good. Um, I watched it last year with both my ki- my kids. Um, so eleven year old son, nine year old daughter as a refresher for everybody. And and yeah, watched it with our our my niece and nephew as well. Their cousins, and every yeah everyone loved it. Like it's it's just nice to see a movie that isn't like you said isn't isn't an animated movie, isn't uh, a Marvel superhero formulaic thing, um, and and just done done differently. You know, like I like the whole wraparound story with uh uh with um what's his name kevin from wonder years <laughs> fred savage um you know hearing hearing the story and just the way it's done and just how fun it is it doesn't you know it doesn't look great it looks very like the sets are, are kind of hokey but that's part of the charm i think and 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 yeah the kids just just really enjoyed it i think at, at that age i guess they were 10 and 8 at the time but it was like per- perfect age to see the princess bride yeah, and I think what I love about it is the the layers and the lev- levels of enjoyment and humor. And I know when I eventually show it to my kids, like they're gonna, I think they'll enjoy it like yours did. But if they keep watching it every few years, they're gonna start to get the humor, you know, just more and more with every rewatch as they get older. Because it's not all like you know, hit you over the head comedy. Some of it is. It seems so obvious to us, but to a kid, it's kind of like oh, it's like a fun there's fun characters it's like you know the fairy tale story but a lot of the humor is probably a little you know over their heads in a way too so i noticed that a lot uh on the rewatch especially the interactions between inigo and wesley uh that was just i like that back and forth i like the you know the the play on words and like the subtleties and uh, i was just it was just fun and then um you know seeing Again, seeing Andre the Giant and Wallace Shawn and Mandy Patinkin all interact with each other, I thought 
I thought they were great. As soon as they arrived on, on screen, I started chuckling and got a little like, you know, it's not like laugh out loud, fall on the ground, roll around funny, but it was just that subtle like, yeah, that's good. That's good. Ri- that's good writing, good humor. It gets you where you need to go. And uh, I enjoyed them. Enjoyed them all. So this is uh, surprisingly the first time I've ever seen it. Oh, wow. Good. That's interesting. I, uh, <laughs> I'm 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 honored I gave you the sort of uh the the excuse to do it. Yeah, I'm well aware of the movie and I know I've heard lines from the movie, you know, so I I'm, I'm definitely new of it in the zeitgeist, but I had never 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 seen it. Um I didn't love it. Oh, you didn't. <laughs> I uh I I I was watching it and what's weird about it though is I think you know, a day later when I was kind of revisiting it, like think looking up quotes and things, I feel like I appreciated it more a day later than I did in the moment of watching it. But I, yeah, maybe it was the, the visual aspect didn't help necessarily. I think you kind of touched on that. It's just, it's old. And uh, you know, when you, I think in the, while watching it, I was thinking, I feel like it's mandatory to have watched this when it came out to have like it ingrained the ingrained appreciation as opposed to coming in fresh. I, and then I don't know. I, I didn't hate it by any means, but I didn't, I didn't necessarily love it. And I was like, yeah, I, this is it. This is what I was all hearing about over all these years. And I feel like it kind of is right at my alley in terms of the humor, but I think I'm, I guess I'm not surprised. I think like seeing it with a fresh set of eyes, like it is so, you know, like it doesn't look like any movie like made in the last 10 20 years obviously it wasn't made in the last 10 20 years but it is and it's so corny and i think martin you you refer to like the visual court like corniness of like the set design but it's also in the like in the script i i wrote down because like the names are so bad like the shrieking eels and the cliffs of insanity <laughs> and the right. the lightning sand and rodents of unusual size like that's part of it and the nostalgia obviously of like seeing it when we were young and maybe back then it i don't know like you you could look past it or sort of like think it was kind of cute as a kid and now you just love it because you loved it when you were younger and i think this is uh you know a good a good shining example of rob reiner we've we've talked about him a few times on the podcast so um he had a really good run and i think we mentioned it when we were maybe doing stand by me um but he did stand by me in 86 princess bride in 87 when harry met sally in 1989 we also talked about that one um misery in 1990 and then a few good men in 1992 so like yeah he's he's clearly a a good filmmaker right so all the all the things that are corny and hokey and like like you mentioned are are very much on purpose it's not because like they didn't have uh, a you know budget i'm sure for it um and i i didn't mention this is spinal tap but that was that was probably started at all off that was 1984 and you know you had some similar i think some of the actors from that are are in this as well um so so that that you know that he he does silly very well and he obviously does the serious extremely well with misery and a few good men um so he's just a really good director you uh the, the spinal taps a, a good reference i saw a note that jumped out at me one because i didn't know that so mark mark knopfler uh made a deal yeah. with rob reiner that he would only do it if the would only do the music if reiner hid the hat that he wore in this is spinal tap somewhere in the film and there's a duplicate of the hat hanging in uh fred savage's uh bedroom 
Uh, what what was it? Do you know what it was? No, I don't know the hat from the Spinal Tap. Oh. You know, I don't know why. Oh, gotcha. Because I've never seen why? that either. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that that I wouldn't. I don't. I don't know that you would enjoy that, especially now. But, but like, and that that's a that's a very influential movie too. It's like the first of these. Oh, you know, again, spoofs. no well, very well know of it. Yeah, yeah. I can't imagine. Uh, I can't imagine that you'd enjoy it. But it's it's pretty. It's it's it is kind of required viewing. We might have to. But, I would have to. But make I you do watch it at some point. I do like Dire Straits. So I saw Mark Knopfler. I was like, oh, I didn't know he did the music. I was like, that's amazing. <laughs> I'm curious, Brady. Um, so I, I understand, like you didn't love it. Were there any parts that you remember seeing live, like when you actually watch it, not just like afterwards thinking about the lines that you made you laugh out loud, or you know made you like love those? So parts? you know, Billy Crystal, Tracy Ullman, like those are iconic characters for the brief so, that they made. Yeah. So I talked about this. I am when we did uh, when Harry met Sally. I am not a huge Billy Crystal fan. Um, I and I will say, like, I did not find that funny um i was like <laughs> you see what i, I gotta I, deal I with like, the rest i got this <laughs> negative guy always just shooting down all the movie choices i make now you, now you know what i what i'm putting billy, up against <laughs> i did not find billy crystal funny and like the i saw multiple notes where like all the actors could not stop laughing when billy crystal scenes were on i'm like what <laughs> like i i know it's it's just me i'm the outlier not everybody else but i yeah, I can't. Uh, I'll tell you what the the line that I had a couple lines that really made me laugh, um, and I threw them in for Martin to potentially use in the open. And uh, when <laughs> when he was like uh, the the prince uh, or whatever, I don't remember his name off the top of my head. Humperdinck. But, uh, Humperdinck. There you go. Uh, when he they, he asked forget, the guy asked that's funny as <laughs> uh, just the name. <laughs> is it? Is it though? It is. When you're 10 years old, it's hilarious. There you go. When you're 10, exactly. It's it's very much not that funny to a 42-year-old watching it for the first time. Um but he was like when he was like Tyrone, you know how much I love watching you work, but I've got my country's 500th anniversary to plan, my wedding to arrange, my wife to murder and Gilder to frame for it. I'm swamped. And I was like that to me like that was really funny. I found that I like I I, I audibly laughed, you know, at that. See like Billy Crystal Billy Crystal saying what, uh, like a nice MLT, what mutton, lettuce, and tomato, yeah. where the mutton's eh. really lean. That's funny to me, man. That's that's that, good humor. That, that's great. <laughs> I, I don't. I've had enough mutton. I, you know, I I got Seinfeld covered the mutton, mutton was humor. in Seinfeld. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> totally. One one thing I'll say though, Brady, because um, I don't think it's it's an age thing, and so yeah, I'm basically saying it's you because my my parents, you know, they didn't see it when they were ten, right? They saw it at like you know, closer to our age and they love it. And I think a lot of their generation loved that movie. So it was more of just like, it was at a different time. They saw it when the comparisons were different and could appreciate a movie that was slower, cornier, different. Um, Now you're looking back with like a different set of eyes. Uh, So I think it's not necessarily age. Maybe it's age as well, but yeah, you know the the past generation loved it even when they saw it uh, a little bit older the first time. So one thing that d- that did jump out at me was I was watching and thinking, oh, so was this like why Carrie Elwes was it funnier to everybody who had seen this movie when uh, Robin Hood Men in Tights was made and Carrie Elwes was the lead because he had already kind of done like that type of because for me that was the first time really, probably the first time I really knew who Carrie Elwes was not seeing yeah. this years before that in doing kind of the same vein of humor. So it, watching this 
and I haven't seen that movie in a lifetime, but I, I remember seeing it. I remember laughing a lot as a kid in that movie, but it, it made me think like, oh, so this was almost like he was perfect for that because he'd already done that, that type of role that everyone knew about but myself. Yeah. Can't, can't imagine it didn't have anything to do with it. Um, and Men in Tights is one of my favorite comedies. So, I, you know. It would be interesting to rewatch that. I also like Princess is that Bride. Mel, and, is and that Mel Brooks, right? That's yeah. Brooks. Yeah. Yeah. Dave Chappelle? Uh-huh. Dave Chappelle. Yeah. Uh, Richard Lewis. Oh, Richard Lewis for sure. Amy Yazbek. Um, I'm trying to think of who else is in there. But I thought about that as we were watching both of these movies, and we'll get to. Because there's. The, there's an actor in the second movie that we're going to talk about that is also in like a parody film, and I was like, that would be fun if we just did the two parody films that from the two stars uh, of these <laughs> movies. But uh, I liked my favorite parts were uh, just the introduction with Mandy Patinkin and Andre the Giant, and like them on the boat <laughs> and doing all the rhymes. <laughs> I thought that was it was clever and just like fun, and then you know annoying Wallace Shawn and. I think this is the first time that I ever saw Wallace Shawn. Obviously, I didn't know who he was because I was five at the time. Um, but is he was he in anything else big before this? And is this probably like his most well known for? Um, this or he's he did a movie that you guys probably would both absolutely hate called My Dinner with Andre, which just him having a discussion with his friend Andre. I forget. Uh, it's not Andre the Giant. It's not. I know. I was just going to say it's not <laughs> the giant, and it's not Andre. Because that would have been great. <laughs> um, but but yeah, I would I would say this for sure is is one of his most most known for. I think he was in um, that what Clueless with um, Alicia Silverstone, um, which is actually the first Carrie Elway's movie I've seen was Alicia Silverstone and him in The Crush. <laughs> you guys oh, The Crush. Either, yeah, oh, yeah. I saw The Crush. You kidding me? That's right. Um, that was right up, right up a young teenager's alley. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So my dinner with Andre was in '81, uh, year I was born. Yeah. It's just, uh, it's just a long. It's just really is what it what it sounds like. It's, uh, it's them having a, a long, dis- like philosophical uh, dis- discussion. But um, I Pass. think that might be. Yeah. <laughs> I think that might be what he's probably most known for before before this role. And I, I think his. Um, his character is probably my favorite of the of, of the um, of the entire movie. I think everything he says is hilarious, and how he says it, <laughs> inconceivable. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, I, 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 yeah, I thought Martin when you did the intro and you did his quote, you were gonna do his laugh like when he does <laughs> right after he says that. Un, undupli- you can't duplicate it though. I can't. I couldn't do it. Yeah, I couldn't duplicate it quite, quite, quite the way that Wally Shawn does. Um, I was surprised to see the tidbit that the that oh Humperdinck was our guy from uh, the from Pacino's Lover. Oh, um, that's right, Chris from Sarandon, Dog Day. Oh yeah, from yeah, Dog yeah. Day. Yeah, I was surprised. To, I mean, again, I hadn't seen Dog Day at the time, but I was like, oh, Chris Sarandon. I wonder. I I didn't think of even then at the time. I wasn't thinking about that. I just looked it up, and sure enough, he him and Susan Sarandon were married briefly. Um, hence her last name but uh but yeah then it was like oh yeah he's done a lot of uh different stuff including the uh i can't remember the way they described him in the the thing i read but yeah he was essentially the uh the gay lover of uh of pacino in dog day and i was like whoa i was like i definitely wouldn't have put that together 
Oh my! I own. think I mentioned him when we when we when we talked about it. I mentioned that Chris Sarandon was an actor. You guys didn't know who he was, but I, I think I maybe mentioned that he was in yes in this movie in Princess Bride. Huh. So so who is the all right? So the actor that plays Kevin Bacon's friend in Footloose isn't that also Chris Sarandon? No, that's Chris Penn. Chris Penn. Yeah, all Sean right. Penn's brother. He's got a famous Sean brother. Penn's, got it. Yeah. Sean Penn's um, much better looking brother. <laughs> who? It's like, it's like the who? Queens. Sean Penn, who went on to marry Robin Wright. Robin Wright. Right. Yes. There you go. A Robin Wright circle. coming around. The other one I didn't know until I looked it up was um, Christopher Guest. Yes. Sort of the, the man with the six fingers. The six fingers. Yeah, I, I agree. I was like, Christopher Guest, what's he? And then I was like, oh my God, I almost didn't even like put that together. I just don't think of seeing him. That that a lot long ago, but also uh, Martin looks confused. No, not at all. He's yeah, he's he's in Spinal Tap, um, and he's he's in he's the one who kind of continued on the whole Spinal Tap journey with uh, with all those other movies that are yeah, like spoofs, Michael like, McKean uh, and all that. best in sh- yeah best in show and yeah. um, a Mighty Wind. Um, and what's my favorite one? Waiting for Guffman. Uh, which and, is and, and, and his wife is who Martin. Uh, I have no idea, actually. Arez, Jelani, um, maybe maybe Jennifer Coolidge. I don't know. <laughs> no, like she's in some Jelani, Catherine O'Hara. Ca- oh, could be Catherine O'Hara. That's a good guess too. Jamie Lee Curtis. Oh, I had no idea. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Have they been like together a long time? I imagine yeah. they're. Uh, I believe. I, I feel pretty confident about that statement. Not looking Don't fact it check it. There's I remember no way that. To know. I remember that from an old uh, from an old tidbit. Yeah, just assume it's lo- it's 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 fact and move on. It is a fact. Married in 1984 and still married, I guess. There you go. We've talked about some Jamie Lee Curtis on here. Yeah, she was just uh, yeah, the reason. She's, she's I, in the news yeah, now. She, she was just up nominated uh, the other night for Golden Globe for uh, everywhere, everywhere all at once. Oh, all right. I saw I saw some uh, some social media thing where like when when Michelle. One for for best actress Jamie Lee Curtis just like the most exuberant most excited <laughs> sort of reaction for her and then awesome. all the posts were like be be like Jamie yeah that's a hundred percent be like Jamie did you see that movie well, I don't want to go on a tangent but yeah yeah oh yeah and I I, I listened to that episode that was yeah. great that was that's yeah. still one of the better movies I saw in the last year if not longer so did Ted Lasso take the the left handed thing from this do you think um. There's the scene in oh, Ted like, Lasso. I'm, I'm not where, left-handed with the darts. Yeah, yeah where he's playing darts. And he's yeah. like, "Oh, I forgot I'm left-handed," and he throws the darts with the left hand. I wouldn't. That's... I wouldn't put it past them. Yeah, for sure. That seems Possible. like like something yeah. that they would they would throw in as like just like they he he stole the whole um, um, Allen Iverson rant, you know, and like flipped it, flipped the meaning. I thought that was that was cool too. So yes, uh, that's probably probably got it from this. That whole sword fight. This is amazing. Uh, I'm sorry, Brady. Uh, oh I don't, no, I, don't I agree. Just like yeah. <laughs> and they, I, I did read it was real too. Those those two did. They, there were no stuntmen. They did it all themselves. It was very choreographed and very very long process. But they uh, they wanted to nail it and they did. Outside of yeah. you know jumping up and swinging slowly from a uh, overhang, <laughs> but you know. <laughs> I mean, how how was he not going to get the uh, princess or the uh, Robin Hood? you know, roll after that, after all that training, <laughs> you know, they'd have to start from scratch. Yeah, else. there you go. It was that. Yeah. It was multiple reasons. It worked out. Um, 
Like, what's surprising that the man in black decided to like threaten Robin Wright that he would hit her because he does, you can't control the hands where he grew up from? And I was like, but aren't you're the only one that knows the situation? <laughs> Don't make me hit you, woman. <laughs> yeah, that was that was, I was a like, bit. Wait, a aren't bit you strange. chasing her? <laughs> He was trying to make sure that she still loved him. You know? <laughs> I can't control these hands. <laughs> um, so um, when I when I first started watching Homeland um, in whatever, oh when the first year, Patinkin? I think 2011. Yeah, Patinkin. I had no idea that And that you were was like, I hope they ended Inigo. after one season. Yeah. <laughs> nope. <laughs> However many later. Um, but no, but like, yeah, that uh, it, it took me forever to realize that that Mandy Patinkin was Inigo Montoya. And once I finally did, I was like, oh, my God, I can't. And I, I remember telling people about telling people that and they and they didn't believe me. They're like, what are you talking about? They're like, no way. That's that's him. So for you, you saw the name, Brady, because you watched Homeland, too, right? Yeah. So I watched Homeland. I also watched Criminal Minds for a bit there. Um, yeah. And so I, I definitely knew who he was well before knowing that he was in that, that that was like kind of his most, uh, probably yeah. his most famous role. And definitely seeing like this, I can understand what you're saying. You know, it's like, yeah. oh, whoa, this is not at all. He looks totally different, right? For sure. I mean, obviously he's older, but I think you get into, it's just obviously a very different type of, it almost makes you, I, I haven't looked his resume up, but it almost, you wonder like how his path wasn't different. You know, it seems like Princess yeah. Bride, he probably was pretty revered. I would think it was very well received how he did in this movie or how he was. But it doesn't seem like he took that, like, comedic path, really. Right. Again, maybe because I got in closer to the tail end, and it's like a very heavy, serious, dramatic roles, typically. So Right. Like Christopher Guest yeah. takes takes his role and makes an entire career out of it. Makes six <laughs> movies that are almost identical, just different settings, but same style. And uh, Mandy well, Patinkin, opposite. It seems like the majority of the actors that sort of made it from there went into more the comedic route, like remained yeah. on the comedic route from there. Robin Wright might be one of the few exceptions. Um, Wallace Shawn, but it seems like he didn't really have much of a career. The one uh, short, dramatic uh, he was Andre. So he's also Rex in the Toy Story movies. He's the dinosaur. Oh, that's right. And so once you get that Disney money, you're good. <laughs> you're on easy street. He looked old but, uh, in this movie. Yeah. <laughs> was he ever young? He's like Steve Martin. Did he ever have that white hair? <laughs> was that... Was that white hair or was that sunscreen that they had to put on his bald head so he didn't burn in that hey, poison scene? Don't knock the brotherhood. <laughs> it reminds me of Back to the Future that. when he when he says that about what's his name? Strickland, right? Like did he Strickland. ever have hair? <laughs> the 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 one other line that I love the going back to the amazing Billy Crystal um is um when he uh, he says something like uh Mostly dead. He's mostly dead, and that's slightly alive. Yeah, yeah. The interactions with with Tracy Ullman there. I don't remember what her character's name is. He's, he's no. You're thinking Max. Carol Carol Kane. Oh, I messed that up. Carol Kane is the is like no worries. It was Carol wife. Kane. Yeah, yeah. Wife or uh, girlfriend yeah. or whatever she is. Um, I might I, will... I might have confused that with something else. I just assumed it was all. Well, funnily enough, I isn't Tracy Ullman in? Uh, she's in Ren and Tights. Am I wrong? Yes, I think you're yeah, right. She's um, uh, 
It used to be Shithouse. What's, what's the third <laughs> name? It's a good change. <laughs> um, I will say, though, Billy Crystal had the other line that, I, that did make me laugh out loud. Um, and when he was, uh, just because it kind of came out of nowhere for me. And he was like, I do not envy the headache you'll have when you awake. But in the meantime, rest well and dream of large women. It's just good. It's, all, it's prob- probably all, uh, what do you call it, uh, just improv, you know? Ad-libbed, like probably yeah. Just ad-libbed, yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. I think I saw that it was mostly just like riffing. Um, but, you know, I don't know. It's, I think the ship. I, I feel like he was good at like, that back in the day. And Robin Williams, you know, was probably one of the ones that could just, just do that stuff, right? Just riff and, and go yeah. for an hour and, and come up with good stuff. So, yeah, you got to appreciate a little bit of it. Overall, though, I mean, I said, I, I, I do think I appreciated it more a day later than in the moment. So maybe I just wasn't in the right mood or whatever the case may be. But I definitely was watching it thinking, oh, yeah, maybe in 87 this would have, I felt I would have liked this. but I And then from then on, I would have, like, revered it. But starting now, it's just I have I don't know, I have a really hard time. Like everything it felt like wasn't quite as good as it could be. Like it, the product, like it looks like it should have been looked better. The humor should have been a little bit better. Like I just it see, was all do you see how it just sucks all the oxygen out of the room? <laughs> uh, the the other um, the other sort of fun fact, and I didn't like look this back up, but I remember when it happened. This is probably like three years ago or something. I remember there was a big per- public kerfuffle. Maybe it was like the, whatever, 30th, 30 year anniversary. Um, but something about so Ted Cruz, it's like his favorite movie. And oh, he was yeah. talking about it online. And basically the whole cast just sort of like shit on him. They're like, <laughs> you know, for, for whatever thing he was doing at the time. And they're like, this movie's not for you, you know, or, or you, you, we don't want you to like, like it. I don't know how it came out. But, I uh, feel like I, I vaguely remember like something along those. Yeah. I think I remember hearing of that, but, uh, also to be like, quote taken, the type of person who likes this movie is Ted Cruz. <laughs> He's also like quoted the American president and people are like, we know that you're just pulling lines from movies. Like you can't just do that. And, like cr- treat them as your own. He's such right. a, uh. <laughs> Nobody likes pay your speechwriters to actually write speeches instead of just looking up quotes on IMDb. Right. right. <laughs> so, like, just from like a finality standpoint, do you feel like your daughter? Like, do you? Is there an age you think? Okay, I think maybe ballpark. Like this, a good time I can show her this. Move, you know, show her Princess Bride where she will appreciate some of it you know like you said i know you said maybe then a couple years later kind of revisit it maybe start to appreciate the humor and more along the way but do you you know is there do you have it kind of road mapped where you say like ah hopefully you know maybe she gets to hear it might be time to to introduce it yeah i think there's like like probably in the six or seven range and that's also it's not just like a maturity it's her understanding she's gonna want to like it because i want her to like it and so I also have to catch her in like the right mood where she like wants to share that experience with me. Um, so I, I think if the stars sort of align in that way, she could appreciate it. Not obviously at the level that, that I do um, or an adult, even a normal adult, not you, Brady, but a normal adult that would probably still watch it for the first time and just be like, oh, OK, I get it. Um, but <laughs> I'm here for the Brady hate. 
<laughs> Bring it. I, I, I just don't remember such a strong takedown of you know the the guests' first movie that they bring up. Um, no holds barred, brother. I love it. I was ready for it. Um, yeah, so probably probably you know in a year or two, um, and as as long as she watches a few other non animated movies before, and so this isn't like the first or second one she's ever seen and and i think she can hang it's a, it's not a long movie she can it's got princesses and i just have to keep and and like it's funny because it'll be the opposite right fred savage is like no not no kissing whereas like i assume she like i'll still like will appreciate the the romantic fairy tale princess prince you know sort of a romance yeah we didn't talk about peter falk uh coming in and uh <laughs> Columbo and did you just the, keep uh, expecting him right did you expect him to like turn around and be like oh there is just one more thing <laughs> I never even watched that show but I know I know yeah the line, you know? same I didn't either but I know like you know I know who it is I'm like what do they make him do they make old Peter Falk look old I'm so confused yeah so he's always uh, been old too yeah, exactly <laughs> He's probably only he's probably younger than younger than us in that <laughs> when this movie was filmed, but he looks like he's 55, 60. <laughs> um, well, I I, I am ex- I, I think it'll be interesting to to see Erez how 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 that goes. You know, I definitely I mean I I my daughter like I said is four. She she kind of as you were saying it, I was kind of realizing. I think she actually just had her first non animated movie that she watched like all the way through here this year. But she kind of was just in the room while I showed my son Little Giants, and she loved it. And so, but it was, you know, they kind of both took to the movie. Um, and I didn't really, I guess, appreciate the moment at the time that it was a, her first non-animated movie. Like, you know, I was thinking just movies in general, but I think that there's something to that. And I think that's uh, a point well taken. Well, I'll report back when I do show it to her and how it goes. And, yeah, and Arez, awesome. one uh, one more thing, we, you know, we we talked about like the hundred. There was a, recently a list of a hundred best movies to show your kids. I believe was the the title of it. Yeah. Um, where did this rank uh, in, in that in that list? Yeah, Princess Bride was number thirty-seven. Ooh, that's that's lower than I would have expected. I would think it would be higher, but that's that's still pretty good. Brady definitely didn't expect it in that top hundred list. <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I don't even know about this list. I can I don't feel like Martin didn't share that with me. Must have saved that for the man thread. The one hundred percent shared it with you. <laughs> Check I your saw hundred movies, and I was like, I don't have time for that right now. I was like, I'll circle back. <laughs> it was uh, it was on fatherly dot com, and yeah, the uh, hundred best kids movies ever is what is what it was. So Ted Cruz's sure hundred best movies for his kids. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Well, another one that's probably on Ted Cruz's list is uh, <laughs> Willow from 1988. <laughs> Erez, uh did this one? Did you? Is this one that you like loved growing up and just stuck with it? And yeah, I, I think I, I mean I don't remember the first time I saw it. Like I was definitely very young, but we had it on VHS, so I saw it, you know, dozens and dozens of times, and. You know, it's just sort of the sword and sorcery. It just has all of the elements of, like, an amazing fantasy movie. And Val Kilmer, you know, like, he's my top. And it's because of that movie. Like, it started there. Mad Mardigan, I think, is maybe still his best character. 
Um, and then just like, yeah, you have, you've got the little people, you've got the even littler brownies, you just sort of have the dragons and magic and all that kind of stuff, which now obviously rewatching it, I look at it with a, a little bit more critical eye and think about like, will my kids appreciate the terrible, you know, FX? Um, but <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I still think it holds up. Um, and very much so with the, with the show that just came out on Disney, I was very excited um, to sort of see that come back to life and, and bring some of those stories and, and characters back. I think you're going to get Brady agreeing with you, Brady. So I, well, you think you guys know. So I was like, hey, I really want to do Willow because I want to watch this new show. And I haven't seen this movie, but I watched this similarly. I watched this movie a ton growing up. And obviously on VHS, it was, I feel like one of those movies that I don't, I don't really remember it being like everyone was talking about Willow and everyone was into it. I almost felt like it was unique that I liked Willow, but I liked it a lot. And I agree with you. It was my introduction and to Val Kilmer. And I, I've never not, like I've always thought of Mad Mardigan. Like that's, that's definitely something that's resonated with me. I think I told uh, either a buddy of mine or one of these guys, like I had the, like the, I had the Willow Nintendo game. I mean, like I, I loved Willow. I thought it was awesome. And I, so I was happy to rewatch it and I enjoyed it. And I agree with kind of what you said at the at the top. I remembered so much more than I thought I would. And it's probably been, I mean, yeah, 20 plus years for sure since I've seen it. And I was like, oh yeah, no, I remember that. What I didn't remember is uh, Kevin Pollack. But because <laughs> you didn't know who Kevin Pollack was, because I didn't know who Kevin Pollack was, nor did I remember apparently afterwards. But I was like, "Whoa, okay." I remembered the brownies. So, <laughs> so I I've probably started this movie. I've seen the first half hour to forty five minutes of this movie probably probably a dozen times. I don't think I've ever finished it. Until the until this time, so I, I was curious. I, I kind of knew that going into it um, that that I'm pretty sure I hadn't finished it, but I, I wasn't positive. I wanted to see if there was stuff stuff I remembered. But I watched it with my kids. I'm like, hey, we have to watch this for the podcast. They understand. They they love that. So they're they're all about it. And they they both they both enjoyed it. Again, eleven and nine. Um, and I think they have a certain amount of at least my my daughter definitely has the Marvel fatigue that I have too. Like just the same old convoluted superhero story is 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 tiresome to her so so she they they both enjoyed just something different they don't care about the hokey special special effects they were they were into it into the story loved mad mardigan um and and you guys with the val kilmer love for me um real genius was where (laughs) was where i really really fell in love with val kilmer i love that love that movie we've talked about it yeah we did i said i i just early mid 80s val kilmer is just peak actor like i mean there's really like yeah. he doesn't he didn't miss a lot you know yep it, top secret between so, top top gun top, top, se- gun, top secret yeah yeah uh what about you jelani i didn't remember a lot of this movie i had seen it probably a handful of times growing up um but coming back to it and watching it again there was a lot that i just i guess i just missed or did blanked out like I remember I obviously remember Maddie Mardigan um I didn't remember the brownies until I saw him steal the baby and he's screaming I stole the baby <laughs> and um that was fun um we watched it with the kids they started it uh they didn't finish it because we you know 
paused it. And one of the things I will say is, you know, now having this available on, on streaming services makes it a little bit easier to, like, pause and then come back to it. Because, you know, back in the day, if you, like, stopped, you'd be like, all right, well, now I got to rewind the DV- or rewind the VHS and find where I was. And I don't know. Now you could just, like, exit out of the app and go somewhere yeah. else and do something else. But, yeah, I, you know, as I kept watching it, I didn't look more for the story, but I started looking more for, like, the traits of the filmmakers that were involved, like the things that George Lucas does. And I was listening to like the, the sounds and the music. And I realized that James Horner did the, the music. He also did the music for avatar. And you can kind of hear some of the, some of the similarities between those two. I noticed like the chase scene, you know, where they're in the wagon and it's like, George Lucas always has to have a chase scene in all of his movies, regardless of where he Loves where he's going. Racing. Whether it's yeah. whether it's pod racing, whether it's speeder bikes, whether it's Indiana Jones on a truck, if it's you know Mad Mardigan on a wagon, like he's like, I gotta have a chase scene, guys. Um, this is Ron Howard, and then yeah, I know George it's Ron Lucas, Howard, but it's George George Lucas, George Lucas wrote, wrote it, and so yeah. like you know those elements are there, and you could just see again. And then there's a lot of like you know parallels between. You know, some of the even the some of the actors that they use, like Warwick Davis, is uh, I believe he's Wicket uh, in the Star Wars series, so he is an Ewok. So this was written for him. George Lucas wrote it specifically okay. for him after meeting him on uh, Episode Six, Return of the Jedi. So yeah, I mean, you're, yeah. I mean, I I I didn't at the didn't time. I don't think I saw. I think I probably saw this first, if I had to guess, uh, back then. Yeah. Um, so it that wouldn't have necessarily made sense. It was more like, oh, hey, there's a guy from Willow, you know. But yeah, apparently uh, Lucas, they either, for whatever reason hit it off enough that he felt like he had a uh, an angle to, to work with. So, so from my standpoint, I guess when I go back and I look at like, do I like fantasy like Dungeons, Dragons, Knights, things like that? I almost prefer mythology, I guess. I guess for me, like, this was fine. It was good. It was good to go back and rewatch it. But I was thinking, like, yeah, it's not really hitting home for me all the way. So, um, you know, I'm I like the like the elements of like when they they drop the troll in the water and then it turned into the giant uh, two headed dragon or whatever whatever thing you call that. <laughs> um, that was fun. Um, but there were there were points where I kind of like. Faded. I was like, ah, all right, I'm kind of half paying attention. I also I appreciate it because I want to give it credit for what it was like when it came out. Right, this is before Lord of the Rings. Like, I really think it was it's it not set the genre obviously that existed before, but I think it was a very pivotal moment at the time for for that kind of genre. And Martin, you're talking about like you know Marvel fatigue with your kids, like that sort of it, it was relatively unique at the time um and you know that dragon uh i actually think like i go back and look at him like i remembered it looking better than i what (laughs) were those sock puppets like i don't know like paper mache sock puppets um guys that was ilm all the way dennis murin and the team from ilm those claymation baby I, I was gonna say what uh, what 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 really did look great and and held up for me is uh, Mad Mardigan and Sorsha. I think they had Sorsha. a lot of chemistry, and I didn't realize that. Yeah, right. Yeah, but they got married after this, right? They got married. Did you guys yeah. know that? 
yeah. briefly. Like I had no, I had no idea. Oh, br- oh, it was, it was a brief marriage. Well, that, yeah, that, that maybe makes sense too. But I didn't try. Yeah, I looked it kill- up. And I told the kids after he put on that outfit, you know, that that cuirass. Like I would have married him at that point. That was <laughs> just that one move, and like when he's like in the snow and like flinging his sword and falls. Uh, man, he, and then uh, the his his funny line too of. Um, when he's when he's with that woman and then like her her husband lug comes in and so she dresses him up <laughs> lug <laughs> not a woman meet lug <laughs> yeah he uh he 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 was great throughout and i feel like just didn't dis- i mean i probably is the reason the movie is as enjoyable as it is from start to finish because Oryx is fine but like in the grand scheme of things like i think that movie probably putters out quick um but you have such a such a dynamic actor in kilmer who is just you can't really take your eyes off him he's so perfect like throughout the entire thing and he's uh it really does it for me made it very enjoyable and i uh yeah i i know you touched on uh Erez, did you start the series that, that just really i just finished i just finished it this morning actually Oh, nice! Because I, I wanted to watch it, but I didn't want to start until I watched the movie, and uh, that just happened last night. So I, haven't, uh, I haven't had a chance to start. But I was, uh, I'm, I am excited just for if nothing else. Uh, yeah, I mean, talking about a movie that I had no reason to think anyone would ever revisit necessarily, and I didn't really know there was this whole back like. There were other stories told Cult after following. the fact. Yeah, so I mean, there's it, it exists. I, I I just it was just a movie again that I I liked as a kid, and I didn't really think much about too after that. But um, I'll definitely watch just to I, see how it shakes out. Yeah, I, I won't say much about it, but I I personally enjoyed the show. Obviously, I liked the movie. So like, but even my my brother was a little bit more critical of the movie, like a little bit more like comic relief than he was. Like, oh, it's a little bit cornier. I I thought it was fine. So I enjoyed it, uh, the the characters and sort of like continuing the story. The one thing that hit me today when I watched the the final episode, but I think it probably came up uh, a few times throughout. There's just like a, a kind of touching scene, and they play the score from the original, and like I'm close to tears, and it's just so funny because like a lot of this time I'm I'm aware, okay, there's like the nostalgia and the whole like member berries that's like bringing me back, and it's very like conscious. But in this, it's like just the subconscious. It's like the, you play that music in like somewhat of an emotional scene. Um, that's going to bring me back and make me love it really no matter what. Like it could be super corny, but uh, that score is so powerful. And obviously this isn't unique to, to Willow, but um, as you guys talk about bringing back movies from, from back in the day to show our kids, that's always going to take over um, – more than the rational sort of like, oh, no, this is legitimately a top. Actually, I, I saw this one, uh, bringing back to the list. So Willow was rated 44. Princess Bride, 37. Yeah. And Willow, Willow was 44 of uh, the top 100 movies Shame. to show your kids. I was I was thinking about the showing your kid thing, and I was like, I imagine my son, who's oldest, trying to watch with him and and wondering how long it was going to be before he was like so are they trying to kill the baby and i'm like uh, <laughs> like yeah let me let's talk, let's talk about let's talk about how we're uh we're trying to kill a baby here real quick we're like killing every baby in, t- in the in the kingdom I'm like uh we might have to push that out a little farther than i thought 
Uh, Martin, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off on your question. Of, not, uh, not at all. I was Ted just going to ask Ted any guesses. favorite movies for his kids. Yeah. Any guesses as to number one or, or if you could hit anything in the top ten? Uh, I mean. I guess this is for uh, Jelani and Brady. It's such a oh. wide-ranging question of our list. It our, is, like, right? List. Um, like, I feel like Goonies is in the top ten. Home Alone? Uh, nope. Are they animated? I mean, I, I feel like we're going to need no, at least uh, some a, of them some are. Guidance. Some of them are. Okay, so this is a full, uh, full but there's, spread. There's some good ones that you might full spread. How about we? I'll give you yeah, the number one. Just, yeah. Why don't you just um, tell then, me what we, you want? And we mentioned number two. Yeah. <laughs> 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 number one is Wizard of Oz. <laughs> so. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I thought that was going to be a, yeah. a, um, a Paddington two. <laughs> I just watched. It's number two. Um, and then number three is My Neighbor Totoro, which I don't, I don't know, but it looks like a, um, it's a, a, a like a, anime, yeah, an anime. Um, for the Dark Crystal, there's a lot of there's a lot of like five, animated in there, yeah. Five Ratatouille, um, six The Nightmare Before Christmas, which I think is fair. Um, I think that's that's probably a, probably a good one. And seven, I'm surprised this one made it so high, but I love this movie, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. Ooh, large, I can't, large, I, large, I can't wait large. to show this to my kids. I think speaking of, you not speaking of movies, I don't know. Yeah, that, like, that I, I think like I keep miss. forgetting about it because it doesn't get talked. Like that's, yeah, it's the large march scene is going to freak them out. Don't do it. No, that, I, I, I saw I that movie a lot when I was young. A lot. <laughs> oh, I loved it. That, but I don't that, know I what that VHS for sure. I don't know what age though. I remember watching it a lot as a kid, but I don't know. Like, was I ten? You know, like I, that part I couldn't tell you. So it's like I was. Def- I think yeah. I think we would have been younger, right? I was younger than ten that, for sure. It but came I, out it's like mid eighties. I'm yeah. saying mm-hmm. I, whatever it was, I we kept watching. I mean, I, mean, I was watching. Shit, I watched Pee Wee's the the TV show. You know, that was. I mean, oh, that was. Oh yeah, movie. right, right. Yeah. I didn't watch it much, but I had a friend who wasn't allowed to watch it because he got too hyperactive, and so his parents blacklisted couple years later a couple years later his parents are like I told you I told you <laughs> he got all hopped up he got all hopped up on that peewee <laughs> on cherry cherry the chair and uh, what was um, Lawrence Fishburne's character Cowboy Curtis Cowboy Curtis that's right well let's round out the top 10 number 8 uh, The Incredibles Probably okay. fair as well. Number nine, uh, Jelani. Any guesses? One of your favorites. One Indiana of your gadget Jones? gadget dads. Oh, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. You got it. Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. And number ten, this John is probably E.T. E.T. Which probably makes sense because it, it was such yeah. a. I mean, it was the biggest movie at that at, for, for, at that year, and then for like many years to come. So like, it was another blueprint one. Um, for for every movie that came after it, but yeah, that rounds out the top ten. I don't know; it's 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 kind of a all over the place I, list. You know what? I, I I pulled out a couple of other ones in the, like the top fifty that were not animated because since I've started listening to this podcast and I the question of what movie do you almost want to show your kids and when is like I've asked that now to like probably a hundred people, um, dads and moms and people without kids. Um, so like some of the ones that have come up, I won't even name all of them, but like the never ending story has come up. And that, I don't know where that was, but that's somewhere on the, the top of the list. Um, Hook is another one that's come up. Uh, and then one that I thought about recently, not as a top one, but Roger Rabbit. Um, now, like, I don't know what age. I'd have to go back and rewatch it. There's probably some 
semi in, i don't know no. i don't know how inappropriate yeah. it is like you got to show them chinatown first <laughs> China, yeah that's a, you so gotta we, go we, chinatown two jakes did, and then uh, roger rabbit we did film noir in november and uh we we kind of talked about who framed roger rabbit being like a uh <laughs> a, a kid's film noir and uh and yeah I, I absolutely love it and i would show my. i kids. mentioned it to my wife and she's like she's still haunted by um what's the what's the back oh yeah, yeah so she's like the i dip. can't show my kids uh, christopher lloyd yeah christopher lloyd yeah they're not ready for that villain. It's, it's a large Marge moment. You got large Marge, and you got Christopher Lloyd shrieking with the with the, the uh, daggers the for dip. eyes. Yeah, and the yeah. dip. Yeah, um, but it's all good. You know, that's all character building. <laughs> <laughs> it is um, until you're dealing with uh, you know like PTSD nightmares. and uh, you know nightmares for uh, a couple of days. Like I pushed it too early. <laughs> it was the hellhounds for me at Ghostbusters. Yeah, whatever. Uh, Maleficent, uh, you know, for us when my daughter was you oh, know, yeah. two or whatever. So, two. yeah, yeah. yeah. Gotta, gotta that was <laughs> that was a that was we watched that one. My wife likes that, and so we've watched it a couple times. And I mean, they did the makeup really well there. And Angelina Jolie looks she looks scary. I I, I, I was so even, I, I was referring like, to the original. Is it is it uh, Snow White? Oh, yeah, Sleeping Beauty. Sleeping, Sleeping Beauty. Beauty, yeah. So, like, she's... Just a cartoon. Yeah, oh, yeah, just a cartoon, and that was scary for my daughter, too, and, and some nightmares ensued, so... Uh, yeah. No Christopher Lloyd uh, in uh, Roger Rabbit <laughs> a little bit. It doesn't take much, uh, unfortunately, when they're oh. young, and that's why... I think that's why it's hard, is, I, like I said, even me thinking back to, to Pee-wee or any of the other movies, it's tough to remember... You remember liking them as a kid... But you don't necessarily remember liking them at a specific age when you're a kid, especially if you watch them a bunch. So it's like, oh, I remember watching that. Like, at, oh, at six. Well, you're, you, your mom's like, oh, yeah, well, you had nightmares for a year. And then after that, you're like, well, I remember this movie. And then you keep watching it until you're 10. And you're like, all right, now at 10, I really like it. Like, don't yeah. show them at six. <laughs> show them at I 10. I mean, Jurassic Park is number 25. So. <laughs> yeah, Romans crossed that bridge a long time ago. As, as, <laughs> as a counterpoint, my son, I think, will really love Roger Rabbit or Jessica, rather. Um, not not even be able to say. explain <laughs> why, but he's like, I really love this movie for some reason. <laughs> Many do. Many She's do. just drawn that way. <laughs> I think the other thing that the challenge uh, that we we we're gonna face is that our kids are gonna fall into that Brady camp where it's, hey, this movie was great forty years ago, and now we're watching it now, and it's like, nah, I've seen I've seen better. You know what is actually cool? Like, I wonder if. Show, like with Willow, for example, now that there's a series which is made for a modern audience, you know, if they watch the series first, they might actually be more interested to go back and see sort of the the original movie. See, it's I feel like it's it, I maybe it's specific to the kids. I was just gonna say when you were talking earlier about how you enjoyed it, that you just gotta finish it up. I was like, I was about to say, I'm excited to watch it and see uh, an updated like just presentation of the yeah, world how you know slick like they can make it yeah, yeah like just well it's just it's clear and bright and gorgeous you know like I, like i'm in for it like the willow world was probably pretty awesome in in 1988 but it's obviously you could do that a lot better and you can do a lot more nuanced and a lot more detailed than a lot just more visually appealing and i feel like at least for me for you know, or as what you were, what you were, you were touching on is, I think I would rather watch or push them to watch the lower version of like the presentation and be like, watch this, and then we're gonna watch this, and then like that carrot at the end of the stick is the newer, 
feel that they can get to, as opposed to diving into that and be like, all right, now go back and watch this way more, t- you know, gray toned and just, just subpar experience from a visual standpoint. That throws that throws a question for me, and I'll ask all of you: What movie from like the mid '80s, early '80s, mid '80s, early '90s would you have them remake with today's special effects? Top Gun. <laughs> I think they. I mean, is there? I think it would be huge. They haven't done. <laughs> I think. I think if they redid Top Gun, it could be huge. Have they not done them all, or like made a sequel or a remake of anything that they could squeeze some profit out of? There's got to be something. Uh, yeah, that they does pretty, pretty feel much have. Goonies. Um, I don't know. Maybe Honey, I Shrunk the Kids. Have they remade that yet? They have I don't, some future ones, but they haven't like fully remade it. I yeah, don't want the, them the, to remake that Goonies, good, but. but that is something they haven't touched. That's true. I think yeah. Goonies could. I mean, we talk about Goonies it still holds up. Really I agree. I don't want them to because Goonies holds up, but I think it's it, it's it's IP that's. That, I'm glad they've left it alone, but I don't disagree. Yeah. I think we talked about this when we did it. I think they could they could. You yeah. could make a pretty awesome one. It'll never, you know, it'll always be like, oh, it's why they do that. You still could make a very entertaining movie on a following the same uh, same plot. Yep, they could do like a pull like a Star Trek where the the movie reboot was actually pretty good, you know, for different reasons, but looked looked really looked really good and 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 did a really good job. I feel like Goonies, yeah, they it's it's a it's a hard what needle to thread. But it's definitely possible um, because there there are some improvements that could be made, but they're probably just going to end up fucking it up. So, yeah, I'd probably almost rather not touch I it. I think on the same lines, the never-ending story is like kids, you yeah, know, kids, and too. it's a, a fun sort of adventure, a little bit fantasy story. Um, and now nowadays, like, they're making so many movies with kids as sort of the main characters. And I was thinking about that actually with when I was watching The Willow Show, you know, part of the you know, whatever, it, it helps the, the plot move along. Like, kids can do irrational things, right? When an adult in a, in a movie or a show does something sort of irrational, I particularly am very critical. I'm like, that's dumb. That person wouldn't do or say that. But when a kid does it, you're just like, oh, they're being, you know, immature or whatever, night kid. So it actually helps move the plot along without necessarily sort of the, that cognitive dissonance of like, no, they wouldn't really do that. That's just like helping. So... Just the trend, you know, with like it and Stranger Things and all those. Yeah, I got another one, Flight of the Navigator. Yeah, I, I loved that as a kid. I feel like they could. I mean, it did. I don't think it looked terrible either. Like especially the inside of the ship, because um, it was all you know, it was real. Like it was just all metal. Um, but I think they could probably take that and and make it really cool with like time dilation travel and kind of like make it like more like interesting. Yeah, <laughs> Christopher Nolan's Flight of the Navigator. Um, I wanted to bring one back, uh, one thing back to Willow, um, because as I was thinking about my movies, uh, any movies that I would consider and something we talked about, Martin, and I think one of the themes of this podcast, films and fathers in films, and Princess Bride doesn't really have that much of the fatherhood yeah. theme, but Willow certainly does, and sort of between Willow... Uh, actually being a father and seems to be like a wonderful father, like loves his family just like the most his kids love him um, and then you know sort of adopting the baby Laura Dannon um, taking care of her uh, and then Mad Mardigan sort of doing the same and actually adopting her sort of at the end is, is like where the story goes um, 
that was, you know, heartwarming and nice and, you know, something that I look for in, in a lot of movies. Um, that's not like necessarily something that, uh, the types of movies I'm like excited to show my kids because of those like fatherhood, uh, themes, but it, it still was nice to see and sort of make that connection in the context of thinking about this, this, uh, podcast. Absolutely. Yeah. And his kids were really cute. Willow's kids. <laughs> My kids really she loved it. Like, they were just like adorable. And you're like, oh, it's a baby. She got bangs. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, we totally talked about that, the fake hair, right? Yeah. I was surprised to <laughs> like, see. That's fake uh, hair, right? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. What I, uh, tidbit, Warwick, that Warwick, uh, Warwick Davis, was he was 17 only during Willow. So, yeah, very young. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, really young. Yeah. That was uh, I was like, "Oh, jeez, that's So I don't know how so was 14 or 15 or around probably the time they shot uh, uh Star Wars. Young, very you know, very young. So So Arez, we want to thank you for joining us. Uh it was a pleasure having you on and and bringing two movies uh to the table that we've all like to go back and rewatch, um Willow and Princess Bride. Yeah, appreciate Thanks it. Thanks for letting me bring two in. Absolutely, and I'll report back once I, I get my kids to sit down and, and watch any of the those two movies. And thanks for being a, an avid listener as well. Oh, yeah. We value you. We don't care if you listen as long as you uh, download. <laughs> yeah, Tell two friends to download. It. You know, as I was uh, getting dressed for just, just getting comfortable for this taping, I uh, I reached in my thing. I'm like going to put on some pants, some sweatpants. I'm like, oh wait, I'm going to put on my Vories because that's the one I hear advertised the most when I listen to podcasts. So figured, you know, this is the the Vory ad that that I haven't heard yet on your podcast. They're just so comfortable. We've, we've been resisting, Vory contact uh, us. We've been resisting uh, sponsorship. I'm We're actually. On this is door. not a, this is not a commercial, but I'm wearing them too. Uh, so that's two of four. Come on, send us some well, shit. Yeah, I was gonna say if they send us two more pair, Brady and I'll put them on. Uh, I'll try. We'll I'll try pants on. I didn't know we were wearing pants tonight. <laughs> oh, we're wearing pants tonight. Oh, yeah. Okay. As always, thanks for listening. As we consult the bones, give us a follow on the socials and tell a friend. One day they may be on the pod too. Thanks, and go to bed. Music